Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, the 25th to the 32nd verse. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people is Israel. This is the word of the Lord. So on each of the last four Sundays, uh, each of the last four Sundays uh, leading up to this day, the four Sundays, the, the time, the four Sundays before Christmas Day uh, is what has been, the art of term is called Advent, uh, Latin word, uh, Adventus, uh, but Advent. And so we've dealt with four aspects of the season, if you will, uh, each, each week. Uh, hope, love, joy, and peace. Um, to use a dining example, be it Applebee's or anyone else, you know, they're, they're, they're the appetizers that precede the entree. It's not the, it's not the entree, they're appetizers. Um, it's funny, a lot of times now what restaurants are doing I think because the profit margins are, are better with the, with the appetizers, is they will peddle the, you know, it used to be you go in there, can I get something for you, would you like something to drink? And then they'll take your, your meal order. Invariably, would you like an appetizer? To, to, to sorry, I don't have appetizers at home. I might have a bag of chips. I was like, you know, I'm ready to eat. You know, I'm, I'm ready for the meal. I'm, I'm, don't, don't try and, upsell me on sliders or potato skins or, or anything like that. But unfortunately, what, what we tend to do it, uh, I won't even go into the, the calorie count and all, I'm sure it's, it's, it can't be good. Uh, but, but I say all that to say that we are being trained, accustomed to, to go for the appetizer before the meal itself. And how many times have you gone out where you've gotten full off of eating appetizers, like, I'm just, oh, I can't eat another bite. I'll take it home. So you bag it up, you take it home, you heat it up, and it never tastes the same. Maybe you guys, you know how to heat it up, and you can do it better than I can. I, I know for me, it never tastes the same. Uh, what, do you, what has this got to do with Advent and, and Christ and Christmas? It's kind of got everything to do with it. A lot of us try to satisfy our spiritual hunger with stuff that are essentially appetizers. That's what we do. We, we, we try and, you know, uh, or if it's not an appetizer from a, from a halfway decent restaurant, it might be something, and I don't mean anything by it, but, 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 uh, but say a, a Burger King or an In-N-Out or something. It's like, that's not a meal. That's not, that's not a full meal. That's, that's a lot of calories, and it will get you full. It will get you full, but if you eat that consistently, you won't be better. Uh, you will actually be uh, worse. Um, so whether it's because of a perceived lack of time or just not knowing, it seems like burgers, shakes, and fries have become the norm for our evening dinner. I'm running late. 
let me throw the kid in the, you know, hey, you want a happy meal? Uh, what do you want? You know, and I got the temerity to say, oh, well, we're going to have apple wedges along with your uh, w- little apple wedges to go with the things that are supposed to be chicken. You know, it's just like, what is that? It's uh, hope, love, joy, peace. Hope for hope's sake is meaningless. Well, I have hope in what? In who? Hope for hope's sake is meaningless. Love is, can become just a feeling, and joy and peace have become goals unto themselves. Uh, I'm a pursue joy, I'm a pursue peace. Uh, what's the basis for that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just want joy and peace. But, but if, there's no, if there's nothing immutable that undergirds that, if there's, nothing that, if there's not something there that, that sustains that over the arc of time, then you'll feel, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel loving, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel joyful, sometimes you don't. Sometimes uh, you, you, you have hope, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're at peace, sometimes you're not. That pretty much describes the world. And sadly, that pretty much describes a lot of our perspective, if we're not careful, because we pursue the entree Excuse me, we pursue the appetizer instead of looking on the menu. It's like, what's the best entree uh, that I should be uh, consuming? So today we want to consider, won't be before you long, because I know your your mind is on finishing unwrapping the gifts and uh, having a good meal. Uh, The second chapter of Luke, it reads, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. There was a man. Nothing particular, particularly special about this guy. His name was Simeon, just a man. See, a lot of, a lot of uh, call it hagiography, a lot of folks will try and put, project, it's like, well, he must have been, uh, 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 you know, a, a priest. Or what does the text say? What does the text say? There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. Uh, Luke, who was known for his attention to detail, says that this guy, Simeon, was what? Righteous and devout. He was righteous and devout. See, again, particularly from a physician's perspective, you know, read the prescription. What is is he saying? He's righteous and he's devout. Not only is he described as good as we would describe good, he he didn't kick the cat as he was walking into the house. The cat's in the way, he stepped to the side of the cat. No need kicking the cat. He's he's just sunning himself. He He was a good man. But there was a basis for his goodness. He didn't just act good because, as I said, I'm good for 30 seconds. But after the 31st or 32nd second, then it's just like, I'm going to think the wrong thing. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. You guys are good for maybe 45. You may even get up to a couple of minutes. But at some point along the line, you were going to kick in. That's why I say, you know, people can go wherever they go. You can go on a desert island, but you're going to be there. 
And wherever you are, you take you with you. Well, I'm good with that. Are you good with that? Are you good with that? I, if, if you're anything like me, I could be by myself and just be tormented in my own mind, wrestling with things, thinking about things, not at peace, no hope, no joy, no love either. Because I could be wishing ill on someone. So not only is he uh, righteous, he, he behaves okay, but he's devout. He's, he's, got a, he's got deeply held religious convictions matching his lived out lifestyle. The reason I, I don't kick the cat, the reason why I don't look funny at the person who's got 11 items and it says as plain as day, 10 items or less, is this is no mistake. And I said, and I'm not just faking a smile like that, that one commercial where he's got his pager going off, he's got, he's got his phone going off and he's grinning like, it ain't my phone. It's like, no, no, it's not a plastered on pretend like, oh, okay, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I know it says t 10 items or less, you've got 11, but praise the Lord, I'm going to let you go. No, no. There was a basis for his behavior. It's like, that's good with that. Well, you got 15 items. You okay? I'm fine. I'm not in that big a hurry. Go for it. Oh, man, that's really nice of you. Why do you behave that way? Well, I just feel extra good today, and so I'm just, you know, you know. Or I won the lottery, you know. I got a piece of money in my pocket, so I'm happy today. <laughs> Don't let it be next week. Next week may not be your week. Uh, he wasn't just simply nice or good. There was a reason. Uh, this is, again, there's got to be something that motivates us. Otherwise, we will always be tossed around, buffeted about by our feelings. I feel good today, I don't feel good today. Uh, and what else does the text say? He was looking for something. He was looking for something. Uh, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Uh, not the rise of a new Jewish nation or anything particularly personal. It was for the consolation, the encouragement, the care, the help of the people. So this guy's different. He's looking for stuff. He's looking for blessings, associated blessings on everybody, not just himself. He's righteous. He's devout. Uh, he's just Simeon. He's, that's all he is. He's just Simeon. Well, why is Simeon different? Why is he thinking this way? Why is he, what makes him tick? Uh, read the text. The Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit was on him. I, I've said it before, I say it again. Some of the meanest, honoriest, most cantankerous people I know are those that confess Christ. And I'll also say some of the meanest, honoriest, and most cantankerous people I know uh, are folks that don't confess Christ. So you're, you just saying, well, I believe in, I believe in the Lord. Well, let your behavior catch up with what your mouth is saying. Let, 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 let your, 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 your smile, your, 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 your words, your, your, your appearance, your, how you live your life, let that catch up with your, your confession. See, the Spirit of God was on him, and, it, and he revealed to him that he would live to see this moment, uh, this moment in time, this, this event. Uh, and... Not only that, 
the Spirit of God led him to be in the right place at the right time. Isn't it funny? Isn't it just, isn't it a coincidence, as the world would say? Uh, when we're led by the Spirit of God, uh, we are in the right place at the right time. You know, that person that I've been trying to avoid forever uh, just happens to just keep being around me. What is up with this? God's like, hey, what, are you dense? I'm, 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 I'm trying to get something to happen here. Well, I'm trying to avoid this person. I'm trying to avoid this situation. And this person just keeps coming into my path. Every everywhere I turn, this person shows up. Kind of like a Facebook post. It's just like, I need to unfriend you. It's like, but I can't do that because you won't like me. So it's, it's like, so we, it's like, I'm trying to put you in relationship with people so that you can be that transforming agent. So you can evidence my light, my salt. Isn't that funny? Just being led by the Spirit of God. We're in the right place at the right time. Uh, and so when the parents, and coincidentally, brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Again, you know, I, I, I obviously I'm joking when I say Mary and Joseph just happened to be by when Simeon was there. Now, it wasn't a coincidence. That was foreordination. That was a plan. They bring the infant Jesus. And in the 22nd, you read it later, in the 22nd to the 24th verse, you'll see that Mary and Joseph came in obedience to the law. Uh, God instructed the Jews to dedicate every firstborn male child to God. And then he also uh, instructed everyone to make sacrifice. The woman was to make sacrifice for the act of childbirth. And there was a cleansing ritual. There was a, 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 an Old Testament ritual uh, that, that required a, a sacrifice for the birth of the child. And if you read in Leviticus 12, that would be some 33 days after the birth of the male child. And part of the ritual included bringing a lamb for sacrifice. You had, to, you had to bring, uh, lambs just weren't running around unattended. You know, they had lambs, that was like money. That was, that was like you finding a, a $100 bill on the ground or something. It's like, you didn't see that. So if you couldn't afford a lamb, you could bring a pair of pigeons or a, a, a couple of doves, which is what they brought, which was indicative of their social status. They didn't have money. Uh, What's your point? Is this some kind of uh, sociological uh, discussion? No, my point is obedience doesn't cost you anything. Obedience just costs you obedience. Obedience doesn't cost you anything. Obedience just requires your obedience. Now, to its logical extension, obedience will require your life. Ooh, I get that. Because if, if, if I say I'm a doulos, if I say I'm a servant, if I say, uh, uh, I'm, if, I, if I assent and agree with the writer when he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, uh, if I'm obedient, 
that could cost me my life. But the act of obedience doesn't cost me anything. Well, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying is a lot of times, well, when I take care of a few things, then I'll be in a position to do more things. No, you can, you can while you're taking care of a few things, you, you need to be in a position to do things right here, right now. Well, what does that look like? I don't know. What is God telling you to do? Does he want your time? Does he want your, the, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that he's given you? He's given you incredible knowledge, skills, and abilities. Not so we can just amass a 401 to, to have a, a piece of paper on the wall that says, I graduated from this institution. That's wonderful. I need you to graduate from those institutions. I need you to graduate. But your, your, your degree is not an end unto itself. Oh, well, I, there's a lot of people that have a lot of degrees that are, that, are, that are frustrated, that are doing things that it doesn't match their degree. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's what God wants you to do. All I'm saying is keep in mind that whatever course God has you on, assuming that you are on the right course, if you're not, there's opportunity for course correction. But if you're on the right course, educationally, vocationally, Whatever course God has you on, if you're on that right course, it's not an end to unto itself. There's a purpose. Don't hope and just hope. Don't just joy for joy's sake. You know, don't get caught up in the, in the appetizers. What's a degree? It's an appetizer. It's not the entree. It's not, it's not the entree. Oh, I got a degree. I got degrees. I got two. I got three. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? If I'm a servant, if, 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 if being a servant is, last time I checked, help me out, last time I checked, the, the, the number one, you know, usually when they have job descriptions, the, the, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that you have to have, if I were looking at a servant, the number one thing is obedience. If I'm a servant, if I'm a servant, the number one thing you have to have is obedience then otherwise you're not a servant. You got your own agenda. You're going to do your own thing. And I'll fit you in Tuesday, next Tuesday, between five and seven, maybe, but it's got to be quick because I got another agenda. But if you're a servant, it's like, oh, what time? Oh, I got something scheduled. Don't worry about it. I'll clear my calendar because I'm a servant. It's important that I serve if I'm a servant. If we're not a servant, then... Just does not apply, I guess. Uh, obedience doesn't cost much. It just requires obedience. So with all of this as the backdrop, how does Simeon respond? How does, how does he respond? You read the text for yourself. Uh, with all of this as the backdrop, and it's like, yeah, right. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. What a response. What a response. It's like, oh, I, I, I know that this is the answer. The text doesn't say, obviously there's probably some conversation going on, but I, I doubt very seriously that Simeon was like, now, 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 it's a, what's your genealogy? What's your pedigree? Uh, now you came down through, uh, okay, trace me back to Abraham. Uh, yeah, you're the one. It's being filled with the Spirit, with the Spirit of God on him. He knew, that's the one. Mary and Joseph happened to be there with this baby. And he takes them up in his arms. They have to do what they have to do. Isn't it coincidence that how God just, just it's just a coincidence how these things, these elevator uh, intersections. 
as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant. I'm good, life is good, it's a wrap. Uh, take me over to Morgan Jones, I'm done. I'm a happy man now. Why? I got a reason for hope. I got a reason for joy. I got a reason for peace. Because I have seen Christ. Uh, the praise is for what God did with the birth. The praise is for what God did with the birth. But even more, the praise is associated with what's to come. Because if you look at it from, if you look at it from an, an objective perspective, they just made sacrifice. There was a little conversation. There was a little praise and thanksgiving. But Israel's situation doesn't change. It doesn't change in his lifetime. And some would argue it still hasn't changed. Uh, but even more, all of this is for what yet to come. Uh, as he says here, uh, the salvation of all, both Jew and Gentile. So, to borrow from Linus in uh, It's Christmas Time, Charlie Brown, uh, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So what are we to, what are we to make of this? What, what, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us lived out in terms of uh, our faith, our theology? I don't know. I, a lot of us have, have, have struggled, have, have be it, be it the, the, the economy, be it the election, be it Christmas falling on a Sunday, and I'm, 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 I'm wrestling with this tension of, of, should I come here? Should I stay at home and open? It's like, what's the point and purpose of worship? What's the point and purpose of celebrating Christmas? I, this, to me, things like this is, this is a no-brainer. This, this is, it's, it's how perfect it is how perfect it is to have a worship service on the day. Yeah, no, it wasn't his day. It was some pagan thing, whatever. Don't get caught up in that. You know it wasn't on the 25th. Oh, you're such a smart rabbit. You know, you're so smart. It's like, please. But, but the day that has been set aside to reflect and to honor, uh, well, you know, got to make those pancakes got to get the fire going, got to get the pajamas on, got to, we, we, we got to focus on the appetizers. And you got this huge banquet here. The guy's saying, look, there's, there's turkey, there's, there's candied yams, there's, there's collard greens, there's, there's hot water cornbread, there, there, there's, 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 there's a whole banquet for you to eat. And you're worried about potato skins, chicken wings, celery sticks, lettuce wraps. That's, you can eat those. You will get full. You will not be healthy and you will be hungry very soon because you know this ain't it because of our schedule. Uh, because of our schedule, because of ministry, um, Sister Meeks and I, we do eat out um, more than I would like. Um, 
we, we do. She's, she's got an extremely full calendar. I have it trying to do the ministry God has called us to do. What's the point? The point is, not even that, the point is, I go to restaurants and I look at the menu and I don't want anything on it because it can't offer me what I want. Well, you're just not going to the right restaurant, Pastor Meeks. I've been to all the right restaurants. And I've been to the Applebee's too. <laughs> and everything in between. And it just doesn't satisfy. It just doesn't satisfy. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not what I want. Don't pursue life's appetizers. Even the best the world has to offer off the menu is, is okay at best. If you want to get full, if you want to get satisfied, if you want to live a healthy spiritual lifestyle, you need not to go to hometown, they're out of business anyway, not to go to Golden Corral, but to go to the Lord's Buffet. You go to the Lord's Buffet and you take in, come and dine. Just get that song in tone, come and dine. The master's calling, come and dine. Why? You can feast at Jesus' table all the time. He fed the multitude. He turned the water into wine. Hear the call. The master's calling, come and dine. Let's pray.